and boom, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday. What happens when marketing and technology meet? We get Marknology. What does that mean? Oh, We're going to find okay. out right now. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gents, it is time to drop the heat. The heat. Here we go. All right, all you business pros out there before we jump into the show just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today give us a like give us a follow subscribe drop a review help other like-minded business owners find value from our what awesome, awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings we'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it and if you want to be a guest on the show we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well Go to www.businessbros.biz to schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all social media at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited, so honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. There's been a lot of buzz lately around people making tons of cash after starting an Amazon FBA store. Our guest today is an Amazon brand accelerator, and he's helping people build these online businesses and create cash flow that works while you sleep. Our guest is a thought leader in Amazon branding space. He found early success as a corporate e-commerce manager, scaling corporate brands to, new to Amazon, topping over a million dollars in new sales time and time again with multiple products. Now he's taken what he's learned, launched his own business, and has helped some of the biggest brands in the world, including Adidas, Nylabone, Guardian Bikes, and Swiss, accumulating over $200 million in online sales. Hot damn! So if you want to learn how to do this and uh, this Amazon FBA stuff, create cash flow for yourself, tune in to hear from someone who does it better than most. Joining us today from Marknology, welcome to the show. Andrew Thanks for having me, guys. Morgan! Gotta have you with that proper love. I love that dude. shit. I love that shit. Dude, that's how we roll, man. That's what we do. All right, dude. Uh, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, it is Andrew and the company is Marknology. So if I get mixed up, you, yeah, dude, it's happened over and over again. His name is not Mark. His name's Andrew. Andrew, tell me about, uh, I kind of gave a little hook at the beginning. Where did Marknology even come from? What's the, what's the idea behind it? Okay, so I got a degree in computer science. Um, hated it. Honestly, I was doing networking. I started, I took a chance at a startup about nine years ago, got in the Amazon space, um, was working corporate as an e-commerce manager two years, um, started freelancing, got top 10 in the world on a site called Upwork way back then, um, just getting reviews and working with businesses there. And there weren't a lot of people doing Amazon seven, eight years ago. So it's kind of like I was just cherry picking. And um, yeah, I went on, on my own. Uh, we turned seven in August, named the company Marknology. Uh, e-commerce just kind of being that middle spot between mark uh, between marketing and technology and um, and it was super cheap domain so I was poor at the time so it was a uh, it was an easy way to come up with your own word and like you know like uber and Nike and everybody else um, 
I came up with Marknology and uh, now there's um, 15 of us here in Kansas City. I work with my sisters, so I think it's super dope that you, you your brothers work together. Um, they moved here like in year three to kind of help me scale and, and build what I was doing. So we're, we're a family team. Um, having a lot of fun building brands, uh, building brands on Amazon. All right. What's, what's the secret sauce, man? Cause I, and, and well, you know what, let me, let me start off with this seven years ago, you were cherry picking stuff, right? So you were picking on who, what brands you wanted to work with. It was pretty easy. You had uh, very little competition today. Are we oversaturated? Is this something that we can even jump into? Okay. So to clarify, I wasn't picking the brands I wanted. The only, I was, there just weren't that many us based Amazon consultants, period. It wasn't a thing. There were no Amazon conferences. There were no Amazon gurus. There were no YouTube channels with Amazon expertise. There was like honestly nothing. And um, so I just was like, you know, I'm an e-commerce manager by day and I'm I'm doing Amazon at work. And uh, if you need help with some of your projects, like hit me up. And so I was getting a lot of work. I got Adidas through there, um, some other clients like that. And that's when the light bulb went off that was like, okay, I think a lot of people are going to need this kind of help. Like, let's go all in on Amazon. Um, you know, you're just getting good reviews. If you're doing anything and you're just getting five-star reviews and getting paid, it's like, okay, I'm going to keep doing that. That's easy. Um, you know, and I, I would say that seven years ago to sell on it, like it was not easy to get business. I was almost too early. I honestly think I was almost too early of an adopter into this Amazon space. Um, the only real people that were in the Amazon space are, are kind of you know, what you guys were talking about earlier with that Amazon FBA business, that's quite a bit different than what we do today, to be honest, even though that still gets a lot of the hype because it, it means anyone can have a business, anyone can have a dream, anyone can create something. And I'm all about that. But in the early days of Amazon, it was like major brands. And then it was like resellers, wholesalers, or private label people that are like, getting a product, putting their label on it and, and creating a brand on Amazon. It's a lot more sophisticated today. Um, we're still launching brands every single day. It's never too late, especially if they're like known brands already. Um, you can do it. It's just harder. It used to just be put your product up and sell a lot of stuff. If you could figure out the model like you were you were winning. Um, but what we do is a little bit more sophisticated than that. We're helping brands tell their story. We're helping with photography, advertising, logistics, SEO, category placement, organization, map pricing, brand protection, um, international expansion, strategy, you name it. Like we are a one stop shop. That's a grip of stuff right there. So let's 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 break some of it down a little bit. So first of all, what's the difference between starting an Amazon store and FBA? Okay, so FBA is an acronym. If you're in the space, it means fulfillment by Amazon. And so all it really means is I want to have an e-commerce business where Amazon handles my shipping. That's the only difference, even though people kind of lump it into this FBA business. What they're really meaning is I want to create a product just for Amazon that I use Amazon's fulfillment service, FBA, to then like I'm sending the product in. Amazon's actually the one shipping it to customers and stuff like that. And I'm just managing on Amazon. You can sell on Amazon. Plenty of sellers do it without using FBA. And you can have an Amazon business. So I think when people say creating an Amazon FBA business, what they mean is really I have no goals of being in a brick and mortar. I have no goals of maybe even managing my own website or, or growing a brand through social media. I just want to create a product for Amazon and I want to use Amazon's fulfillment service. To me, that is the real definition of what an Amazon FBA business is. What we do on a daily basis is like, I just got back from a trip to Costa Rica. It was a lot of fun. Uh, just, we were talking about disconnecting before we went live. 
And, um, you know, for me, it's, it was just like, I had Wi-Fi. I was out there. I did a couple podcasts. I just stayed in an Airbnb in the jungle and really disconnected, but I was also there to meet a manufacturer and, um, they're the largest manufacturer in the, in Central America and in Costa Rica for, they were the first to do craft beer from Costa Rica, local to uh, Costa Rica. They were the first, uh, they're the number one pet, uh, manufacturer. So pet treats, pet food, all that kind of stuff. And, um, also with human cereal, like think like frosted flakes, like really healthy stuff. Everything's like super healthy in Costa Rica. So that's kind of their thing. Said all that to say this manufacturers are 2021 has changed everything. 2020, 2021 has accelerated things probably five to 10 years as far as e-commerce is concerned, in my opinion. And manufacturers are now saying, Hey, we've always sold to brick and mortars and that's been great for us. But what happens if they go down again? you know, e-commerce now looks a lot more sexy to people than it did before. And manufacturers are now saying, instead of just like making product for Best Buy or Office Depot or Office Max and like, you know, print toner or uh, copy paper and making all those like, you know, personal brands for those brick and mortar stores, they're saying, hmm, maybe we should create some brands for ourselves that we sell direct to customers. And they've never done that before. And so um, usually there's someone in the middle that's then selling that product, right? Like that is the Office Max selling selling um, HP printers products. You can't go on HP.com and buy it. You got to buy it through a Best Buy or whatever. And we're taking those manufacturers direct. Essentially, Amazon then becomes the middleman instead of needing to pay a middleman to get them there. Um, so everyone wins. The customer wins and the manufacturer wins. Long story short. Those are the type of people we're working with. We're working with businesses that have never been online or are online and just want to be more sophisticated. And I say online as in Amazon, or they've grown it themselves to an, to an extent and they want experts to come in. Um, there's a bunch of different reasons, but it's really not, we're doing branding, we're doing storytelling, we're doing kind of those high level things that, that a, a, um, a corporate company with an internal team would be concerned about. Um, and we're trying to like lead the way. And it started with kind of that Amazon FBA, whatever, whatever everyone was doing in that space. And it's just grown to where um, working with more sophisticated businesses, um, digital first businesses or businesses that want to be um, going direct to their consumers. And so we help them do that. So when right even before 2020 uh covid stuff happened you were starting to see a lot of brick and mortar places kind of going under because people were just getting used to using amazon as their prime source of getting products delivered to their home i don't need to go shopping anymore uh and so a lot of people were were and still today are saying you know retail's dead retail is on its way out it's almost it but but the skills of an entrepreneur in the retail space can be shifted. If I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, if if a if a retailer can transform and and move their their same thought process on inventory, the same process on cost of goods and creating a, a product, they can just shift from going brick and mortar and maybe turn their brick and mortar place into more of a warehousing place, but still maintain their business and maybe even grow uh, using a lot of these online platforms, not just Amazon, but also uh, Walmart, I, I understand is also moving into that same space. Am, am I hearing you correctly? You're exactly right. And um, I'm super passionate about Amazon. And don't get me wrong. I understand. I've gone all in nine years, nine years on Amazon, this marketplace. We're an Amazon agency partner as of 2020. Um, you know, we're doing the thing. Uh, small team here in Kansas City doing the thing. And um, 
you're exactly right. Like it's, it was amazing during the pandemic to see businesses pivot. In my opinion, I was just, I felt like there was entrepreneurship all around me coming back to life in some ways. And as much as there was like, you know, the depression of some places closing and that sadness. And like, you know, I was also seeing people rise above and pivot and like seeing the real entrepreneurial side of business owners come out. And I was just like, Ooh, I was feeding off of it. And, um, cause you're right. Like people can see Amazon as the, like, uh, the monster or this like massive company. And I see that I'm taking, you know, I've worked with over 300 brands. So let's not talk about who I'm working with now. Let's say like over the course of 300 brands that are smaller, they're not all Adidas. There's mom and pops, there's made in KC, there's Almeas, there's like, you know, a lot of local Kansas city companies, um, really all over the world. They've had a small market like this where their brick and mortars can reach and we've made it national, sometimes international. Um, and so, yeah, they should pivot. Like I've been screaming that they should pivot um, or branch out, you know, for years. Um, and sometimes it just takes like a low to get people to realize that. Um, but, you know, there will always be a space. So like, you know, have you heard of the company Warby Parker? Mm-mm. Okay, so Warby Parker is like an eyeglass company. These are Warby Parker. What they did was revolutionary in regards to um, startups. They sent, um, like, they it, you would get on WarbyParker.com. You would order, like, six pair of glasses that you liked, like frames, and they would send you the frames to your house. You would try them on, but they didn't have the lenses in. And you would send them back. Um, and if you had a prescription, you would send them your prescription. So you had to go get an eyeglass prescription at that time. But then you were getting glasses for like a hundred bucks with frames, with scratch proof and all that stuff. And glasses used to be like 350, 400 bucks a pair. Um, now you can get three pair for the same price, right? And Warby Parker changed the game in that in that way um, because they were just figuring out e-commerce. Now, now, years later, they exploded. But years later, now that they have e-commerce data of where their customers are that buy their products and zip codes and things like that, they open brick and mortars very strategically based on where they have a good customer base. Um, so there's always, in my opinion, there's always going to be a need for a brick and mortar. You're just not going to win by default now. You need to have an experience at your store. You need to repurpose the store, you know, get lean, be, be realistic about what that is. Um, at the very least, you can't treat customers that come in like crap anymore. And you got to be appreciative of everyone that comes in because they can definitely, definitely go somewhere else. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more of like a glass half full, especially when I'm thinking about e-commerce, but, um, you know, brick and mortar owners, um, the products you have. One, one other thing I'm going to say to that is products that are like ready to be on a retail shelf and brick and mortar are traditionally way better in packaging and presentation than products that are made for Amazon FBA. Okay. So you can, if you're like a brick and mortar owner, you have a business that has like good packaging that like looks good on a shelf. It's like got a good box or whatever. And you come to Amazon, you're going to be quite a bit further ahead than a lot of products on Amazon that are just in a brown box or have just like built their product to sell online. They've never really um, had to think about how their product would sit or display on a shelf. Um, so those are some of the things where I'm like, you have an advantage here. You understand, you know, retail shelf space and like, um, yeah, if people are just willing to pivot and embrace what they don't know, I think there's massive opportunities for, for lots of businesses. 
Well, what are what are some of these these pivots that need to happen? Because you know, when when you have a brick and mortar, you have the ability of of walk, you know, traffic that's driving by or people that are walking by, window shoppers that can come in. When it comes to online, there's a lot more that's involved to get traffic. It's one thing to to put your stuff out there. It's another thing to get traffic to actually come your way. So, what kind of uh, what kind of tips and advice can we give people who are interested in in jumping into that space? What what should they be focusing their attention on? Well, Amazon and e-commerce in general are not the same. That's why I think Amazon is so. Amazon is the mall of America. Amazon is the shopping mall. People are in there to buy stuff. They are walking by windows, right? So a website, you really do got to get people to come out to your location. It's kind of how I think about it. Like you got to bust them in. You got to figure out how to find them. You got to like, you know, do all the billboards and the Facebook ads and Instagram ads and bloggers and all that. Amazon is a little bit different. And I think that's why we've dominated here is because Amazon already has the buyer there. That's why it's okay that they're taking bigger margins of your product because they're essentially saying, hey, all right, we're going to cut you a deal and I'm going to send like a thousand shoppers by your window today. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's what's happening on Amazon. So there's different strategies for different marketplaces and that could be the same for Home Depot or anywhere else. Um, And now you have to still have a good product that people want to buy with good reviews and good pricing and do SEO right and advertise right. Um, But it's kind of, Amazon is more like that walker buy. Um, you're just choosing location. But imagine if you could run your business lean as hell and still get the Walker buyers like coming by your shop um, that you might have had to pay a premium for in the past to be in that location and get those types of shoppers. And, um, you know, if you're doing online well, you can run your business extremely lean and then put your money instead of into a rent situation or like a high end traffic area into uh, ways to get people to find you. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense, too, because I'm reminded of like the malls. If you ever got a kiosk at the mall or something like that, uh, they're charging you not only the rent space, but a percentage of your gross revenue because they, they're the ones bringing over that that traffic. They're the ones bringing in people to the mall, food courts, all these different places. So they're already there. Um, so when, when people are, are creating their stores on Amazon, um, are they spending money mostly on like uh, like a pay-per-click? Are they spending most of their money on creating the right marketing material? Because I mean, I know when I look at a product and I, I click on it, I have multiple images. I have a video that helps me, you know, see if, what the usage is like. Am I spending that money just on inside of Amazon or am I also spending that money outside like on Facebook or YouTube to drive traffic? Well, first, if someone was coming to me and let's say they had they had a brand, but they've always been like they don't have a website, they don't have social, they don't have Amazon. OK, um, first, we're just going to do Amazon. OK, I'm not going to push them to do social media and a website when they don't have that. First, we're going to do Amazon. If we can't capture people that are already in the mall, why are we trying to get people to come into the mall? You know, mm-hmm. so they're already in the mall. Um, and it is like if they are brick and mortar, they don't have those image assets. They don't have video. They don't have those things most of the time. So, um, you know, at first it's like we need photography. At first I used to like kind of hold back and be like, we can make this work. And I don't say that anymore. Um, I believe photography is one of the number one things you need on Amazon. Um, so it's photography. It's like finding that cur- that perfect balance. Like let's say you had 100 SKUs. Maybe we start with five. They get extra photos, you know. And then it's even thinking like, well, how can we get some graphics made that could tell your story as a brand that would apply to all 100 SKUs? So instead of having to take, you know, a photo for all of them, we're like, maybe we could do a couple graphics and fill some of these slots. And, you know, if you're coming across that product on Amazon that has seven photos in a video, that's what we're doing for brands. 
we're helping them out with that. We're helping them storytell. We're helping them improve their conversion rates. We're helping the copy that helped you get to that listing be accurate. Um, but advertising is a big part of it. And so Amazon is kind of like this flywheel. And so every little thing that you're doing on Amazon from using the FBA fulfillment service to the way you write your listings, to your photography, to your return rate, to your customer service response rates, everything's being tracked, um, including advertising. And so if you want to rank, like, let's say for like uh, iPhone 8 phone case, um, you know, you're going to need to advertise on that. And as you get clicks and people buy with PPC, then your listing in Amazon's algorithm will get like a plus one for iPhone case, iPhone 8 phone case. Right. So um, everything's kind of tied in together. Um, I wouldn't advertise if we didn't have the product page looking great. So I think that comes first. Um, what can we do to make the product page look really great from photos to graphics to A plus pages to storefront design after that's ready to go advertising. And if you're maximizing everything you can do on Amazon and it starts getting profitable and we're like, we have something here, then I push them and, and encourage them to invest in web and social and start building it out bigger. Um, you can just start, you know, you start with one thing. It's hard when you're like doing things at a high level to remember sometimes like just making it work with nothing. Um, but it's possible, you know, if you have a bad product on Amazon, you're going to get eaten up for reviews. If you have a good product, maybe we can sell it even when you don't have everything else. Um, but there's so much you can do if you just think outside the box to get stuff done, you know, whether it's photos, whether it's um, video, whatever the case might be. Like in the early days for me, I was trading services for people, um, you know, doing whatever to get the job done. So if you're investing money, the best thing you could do would be to uh, invest in someone that knows something about Amazon so you don't get in a bunch of trouble and just get stopped before you even get started. After that, depending on what assets you have, you need to make a plan and be like, this is priority one, priority two, priority three. Is this a, uh, a tan? A tan. That's right, a tan. Uh, is this something that like we can just say, hey, I got X amount of dollars. Can I invest with you and you help me start a store? Or is this something where you have to like, come in with a product and, and, and like really work at it. And, and if so, like, what's that, what's that start? Like, what's the dollar amount I should have to get started? Okay. So I don't usually talk about my pricing on here, but for the sake of the listeners, I do want to give like some real value. So if someone, if something sounds too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. If someone's telling you they can hand you a turnkey business, think of that more like a franchise probably. And at the same time, if you have no control over the quality of product you're getting, you have no control over how it was set up, you don't know, you're not going to be a good manager. It's like getting an Arby's manager for a Red Robin, right? Mm -hmm. Like this guy has never worked with servers or bartenders or anything like that. He's only dealt with hourly employees. It's not a good manager for the job. And I think that if you're just like, hey, I got money, um, you know, make a store for me. I don't think that's the move. If you have a buddy like myself that's really good and you want to get in on a project with me that I'm doing and just bring money to the table, I think that could be a good investment for someone. I think just to have someone hand you a business that's operating, uh, you're not going to have done any of it. So you're not going to know what to do when it breaks or how to make it better. It's mm. just it's going to be really hard, in my opinion, as someone that's done this over and over and over. Marknology, I'm tired of building people's brands from scratch personally. Right. It takes a lot of my energy, um, a lot of my creative like flow to birth something out of nothing. And that's what you're doing if you want to do a great job.
you know, is when if someone's like, hey, make me a product. I'm like, well, number one, I'm like, if I had a great product idea, I'd do it myself for myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but if they come with a good product, that's a little bit different. Right. Because anyone can have an idea. But does someone have a product? Um, let's say they have a great product because I turn business away all the time. Um, I'm trying to have I'm trying to like bat well at the plate i'm trying to hit homers you know i'm not trying to um i guess i'm past the years of just let me prove that i know what i'm doing um i've just done it enough you know and so i'm trying to if you're good at something never do it for free that's right that's right, right. okay that's right so i don't have to prove myself anymore we're an amazon advertising agency there's a wait list to work with us and i'm not trying to toot my horn I'm just saying that, you know, taking a chance on like, let me create a product for you and do it. Like, no, I really want someone to be like, I birthed something. Why? Because it, it solves a problem or it's something I'm passionate about or I'm needing to pivot because of the pandemic or a reason like that. Not just like I want you to do the work, you know. So honestly, like Amazon asked me to create brands for them. They have a program. It's called the Amazon uh, Accelerator as well. I think they probably copied me because I was first, but. <laughs> uh, they have a program that's like asked me to be like, Hey, we, so that program is like, you build a brand for them and then they buy it back from you. And I, even though that, that would be kind of cool. Nah, I don't want to build businesses for, for other people like that don't have anything to start with. So I know that's kind of a tough answer, but like if you were to hire Marknology, let's say you had a business, you have product already, you've got like boxes and labels and um, UPCs on your product and you're like, we want to get on Amazon. We're a business that wants to be on Amazon. We're there already. Can you help us? Um, you know, our services are about 3000 a month to work with our team, um, but you get access to our whole team. It's like, what would that employee cost you in house? Way more than $3,000 a month straight up. Actually, like you can't even find one. Probably. Mm -hmm. I would bet that like you might find a guru online, maybe um, an, an individual um but if you were trying to hire someone regardless of where you are even if you're in are you guys in la where are we're you in san diego you're in san diego okay love san diego if you're in san diego i doubt that there are if i had to bet even with the companies that are there i bet that there's not even five of me there in all of san diego maybe including la there's just not that many people that do what we do at a high level and so you're trying to hire someone in-house to do that when they don't exist the price is wrong, bitch. Yeah, that's exactly know, that's right. That's kind of yeah. how it came across. But I'm just, I'm like, people think they can bite this off. Like, it's really not that easy. It's pretty hard. Um, and like what you do, um, it's like treat every product on Amazon like it's your own, like it's the only product you're selling and you'll dominate. But with nine years in the game, and I guarantee you, I haven't worked a 40 hour week. I've definitely worked more than that in the last nine years. You know what I mean? Every week after week, I, I really have a lot of confidence around the Amazon platform. Um, and what it takes to win. And so I'm just not really even interested in in partnering with people that don't want to have their own hands getting dirty, figuring it out, you know? Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. What about, uh, what if, uh, you know, you've, you've already done it a number of times, you've already succeeded at, at doing your, your whole systems, your whole processes. Have you considered training people to and essentially clone your process and create these individual teams that can be building fulfillment centers or, or, you know, taking Marknology essentially and franchising that type of process. Yeah. I think that like, if a brand works with us, even like they're learning along the way, we're not all secretive about what we're doing now, 3000 a month or 3,500 a month or five grand a month is still not enough 
to be a college or a university, right? Like to just sit there and train every every client we work with. No, your mechanic doesn't teach you how to fix the car, mm -hmm. right? He does he does it. He doesn't teach you. You go to a different thing for that. Um, so I do some coaching, and um, you know I've been hired to teach teams how to do their advertising. I've been you know, and and I have no issue with that. Um, it's just like it has to be very clear expectations that like our team can work on stuff at such a faster rate if we're not educating the entire time. You know what I mean? That's what um, so yes, we do that. Um, it's just been less rare, maybe because of my positioning, but it's been less rare that companies are like, we have three people in house that are Amazon. We would love you to just come teach them. Um, you know, that's just not really happening. Um, but I try to tell people like, Hey, work with us. We'll get it cleaned up. Your team can learn along the way. And then when you guys are ready to take over, um, you know, we can talk about that and what that looks like. Um, it's just like, the thing with Amazon is you're not an advertising agency. You're not a marketing agency. You handle everything from profit loss to how taxes collected, logistics, brand protection, IP issues. Um, you deal with like PPC and advertising from display to pay-per-click. You deal with um, inserts and branding and storytelling and video and international translation. If you're like moving internationally, trying to localize translations and you're just literally helping people with their entire business. Um, and there, you can't just not. So like whenever I see these companies out here that just do one thing for Amazon, like let's say they just do a la carte, like an A plus page or, um, we just do PPC or we just do advertising for brands on Amazon. I kind of like wrinkle my brow a little bit because I have a passion for Amazon. And I know that the way that Amazon works is it's all of it working together, right? So like if you're advertising, a photo showing up, a review showing up, um, prices showing up, maybe a coupon, um, like why advertise on a listing that's not ready to go? You know what I mean? So like if you're in advertising and you care about doing a good job and you see a listing that looks like crap, maybe it has one photo and no bullet points or whatever, it should bother you that you're having to advertise on a product that's not ready to go because it's affecting your numbers. You know, so when you understand that advertising is a huge piece of Amazon, but it comes second to we'll call it PDP or product page. Um you know, overall it, optimization. So first optimize that page and how things look, then advertise. Otherwise you're just sending traffic to a store that looks like crap and the clothes aren't folded and someone's walking in, there's no gut, there's nobody there to greet anyone. And you know, you, we've all had that experience too. I like to relate a lot of stuff to brick and mortar. Um, you know, just like the, the, uh, you go into the buckle, I don't know if you guys have a buckle in San Diego, we have a buckle mm -hmm. and there's like the people working there are great, but they're pushy. They're super pushy. Like they might even tell me I look good in yellow or something, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> you're tripping. Like you're tripping. Like I know I don't look good in that color. Like my mom, my sisters, everyone's told me my whole life I don't look good in yellow. So like you're just lying to me to sell me some stuff. Those are the companies that email you like a hundred times a day or like, you know, are just like in your face. Bye, 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 bye. Um, what kind of company you want to be? Online, in person, on the phone? social media, like, you know, be, have the same kind of brand. Um, and think about that with, with the way that you're doing business, like in the same way you're like, the principles are the same. Yes. I'm not doing anything on Amazon that is new to business. It's mm -hmm. just a way that it's repurposed, you know? Well, I mean, that's one hell of a journey as far as an entrepreneur, seven years building a business, you have a great passion. Uh, tell me a little bit about 
Startup Hustle TV. How'd you get involved? And are you moving into that building in Kansas City? Yeah, I am moving in. We are breaking ground. Um, I'm trying to make it just like I try to optimize everything in my life from my commute to work back in the day to like, how's my desk, my work situation? Do I like where like the people I'm working with? Like we have almost like a group consensus when we hire somebody like no one's there that we don't want there. Why? And not in a weird way, like in like a we're a team and we all have to like work together and be around each other all the time. Let's have a team that we want to be with. So that's what I'm trying to do at the office in the KCK building. I'm super pumped about that. Um, getting call rooms. That's what I'm most pumped about. We're getting call rooms so that like, you know, there's 15 of us sometimes making calls all the time with the brands we're working with. And we're all just like talking over each other in this open space. So it's going to be really cool. Um, you'll have to come visit for sure. Uh, but start a puzzle TV, having a lot of fun. Honestly, I don't like before the podcast, I did a lot of in-person stuff, a lot of social media, Instagram. Um, the podcast brought that video aspect to it and, you know, started talking a lot more. Um, so I, that was a good stepping stone to start a Puzzle TV because, uh, you know, a lot of people make content a lot of different ways. Uh, Marknology grew by word of mouth. Like, I don't really need a ton of content marketing to grow. Um, you know, I want I want to be that, but our business was just growing so much that there wasn't really a need. And it's forced me to get in front of the camera, talk about some of the stuff we're doing, um, you know, conquer some more fears that I've had. So we're having some fun. Um, I'm more like a, I think I'm better candidly like a, I'm a kind of candid person, like even photos or whatever, at least that's my insecurity. That's just like um, when I'm in the zone, when I'm in the moment, like, and I'm just being myself, I think that's the best content. And so like trying to be purposeful about that and get it on the GoPro and stuff has been a little bit of a challenge for me because the moment will pass um, when I had some fire shit to say, you know, yep. but uh, I'm getting better. It seems like every single week, you know, I'm just getting better at being myself and talking, talking real shit, you know? Yeah. How are you liking the episodes? I'm loving it. Like if I was an entrepreneur, I would be like swallowing it up. Like, you know, I had no mentors at the beginning. I didn't have a business background. I was in a band. Um, I was a techie guy, but that's not the same as business. And um, I just swallowed that up. I'd swallow it up. All right. Last, uh, last question for you here. Well, last, last question and slash comment. So uh, I want you to make sure that uh, you tell our audience how they can get a hold of you if they want to work with you, if they got brands ready to go. Uh, and at the same time, how long have you had the beard and what's the deal with it? What's the story behind it? Uh, okay. Uh, the beard, we'll start with the beard first. So, uh, when the pandemic started, I actually cut it off and that was a mistake. Um, I just got like anxious and I'm like, I don't have a barber. Like, what am I going to do? Like this thing is getting unruly. So I cut it off. Um, I was raised pretty religious. Like we couldn't have facial hair, uh, like on the platform or anything like that. And so, um, never had like a goatee when I was younger, things like that. And, uh, yeah, I just, I look 12 years old without it. I'll be honest. Um, and I think like I did that 23 and me test and I'm like basically Viking. So it just feels natural now. Like that. I know that I'm like, yeah, this is me. These, those are my people, you know? And, uh, it's also like this, um, I don't know. I'm, I hope your listeners don't think I'm a complete douchebag because I, I swear I'm not. But it's like uh, it's like kind of an alpha thing. A lot of guys can't grow a beard, you know, so it's not even for the ladies. It's like the dudes just like they they're nice to me because of my beard. They're literally like, I like true. your beard, dude. Hey, dude, nice beard. Like and I'm just like I have guys making me feel great. 
you know, and I'm like that. I didn't have that before the beard. So I think I'm sticking with it. And uh, ways to con ways to contact me. My Instagram's up here um, at Andrew Morgan's like I'm I started I have an apparel brand. So I started with Instagram. I like that platform, um, but expanding everywhere. I'm on LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, um, Andrew Morgan's or Marknology. You can find us Marknology.com if you're interested in doing business with Amazon. I just wanted to be really real on the show um and talk about some of the like truths behind amazon instead of just being another like guru go with the flow like promote it like that um and talk about the real world otherwise it's people signing up these checks to do stuff and and walking away and being like amazon took all my money and not understanding and so i really like to set the record straight when i get a chance to um if you don't like whether you're working with marknology or not there are like legit agencies out there do your research find someone legit if it sounds too good to be true it probably is okay but tons of money on amazon we're literally growing brands like forex 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 year over year um crushing if anyone needs help free advice just reach out in the dms i'll, I'll hit you up tell you point you in the right direction um would love to meet anybody you're not the only one cursed with knowledge you got it though, Mark. You, uh, see, I did it right there. Boom, I called you, you, Mark. Boom! I did it at the very end. Yourself. I did you it. I yourself. did it. Well, late, all right, all right. Andrew. Did you consider failure experience? There you go. It was experience right there. All right, Andrew. Thank you very much for coming on the show, man. Yeah, and I love the 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 real talk because you know it, it it's too easy to fall into the trap of you know cut me a twenty five thousand dollar check and I'll build you a store that cash flows you know no problem. It's too it's super easy and I and don't get me wrong I know there's some people out there that can do a really good job for you on that but they're few and far between. Yes. So you know when you get the the real story of what's going on you can make what I always like to say is an educated decision an educated guess because let's be honest ladies and gents that's what business is about you're gonna take a risk you don't know if it's gonna work you're guessing and you're hoping that it's gonna work but with good information behind you a little bit of research some due diligence you have a less likely chance that you're gonna fail and when you do you pivot all right so thank you very much andrew for coming on the show thanks for uh being uh being you dude and sharing all this stuff on startup hustle tv ladies and gents make sure you go check that out startup hustle tv.xyz uh and if you guys have any questions make sure you hit them up uh, at Andrew Morgans or Marknology.com. Thanks again, ladies and gents. We'll see you guys on the flip side until Monday. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.